0: guys welcome to episode 103 of epic briefs podcast in this episode we're talking to artist chris ballard um who actually worked on some comic book art back in the day which is pretty sweet um claudius you're not gonna say anything
1: (laughs) i hate comics
0: that is such a lie
1: (laughs) i just don't find the medium compelling at all you know
0: we just spent a whole freaking day in the comic book store
1: yeah, just because I thought they were going to show us movies.
0: You seem pretty compelled to me.
1: I thought they were going to show us movies. I don't care for yeah, comics.
0: what about that bag of free comics you got?
1: There's no bag.
0: Oh, there's a bag.
1: I just took it because I was going to use the comics to, for firewood this winter.
0: Firewood? Yep. Comics for firewood. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway... Uh- <laughs> I found the topic pretty fascinating. We talked about art, different mediums, some airbrush technique.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. It was really cool. For comics.
0: Yeah, for comics. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of interesting things from Chris and and different projects he's worked on, different types of things he's gotten to do over the years. Um and then of course, you know, we got to talk about Battlegrounds for a second. They're an awesome sponsor of ours. Cool comic book store, even though uh, you know, Claudius games hates comics. those. Well, games you know, and games comics. and comics. I just want to throw out the cool comic book thing. And
1: comics <laughs> can't even say the word without yucking up,
0: but they're located <laughs> in <just> Dalton. <laughs>
1: All right, I'll stop being stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're located in Dalton, Georgia, off of Airport Road 2708 Airport Road, Dalton, Georgia. Uh, go check them out. We had a really cool free com- comic book date with them last Saturday, which was May 5th, and it was Cinco de Mayo, and yeah. we yeah.
0: didn't drink at all. I
1: <laughs> know, we're horrible on Cinco de Mayo. Dang it.
0: We didn't even have,
1: like, anything related to Cinco de Mayo, Mm-mm. nothing. Man, anyway, we need to get our lives together. Um, Redo. But yeah, shout out. yeah, we should do it like this Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Mike and Jason and Terry and everybody else at Battlegrounds. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. Uh, mention Epic Breeze Podcast for fifteen percent off of your total. Yep, it's
0: a pretty sweet deal. It's
1: a pretty awesome deal, but um, and
0: they do have some really cool stuff. Yeah,
1: really cool stuff. So yeah, take a trip. It's not that far if you're in like you know in the neighborhood. if it, You're it, in
0: Georgia or Tennessee. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> So, Jamie got a pretty sweet TV on a tangent here at Walmart.
0: I did. <laughs> TV from Walmart.
1: Maybe Walmart could be our sponsor. <laughs> no, okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, I guess you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, thanks, Chris, for being on our podcast. It's cool talking to you. And thanks, and thanks for the calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't get a calendar.
0: I did not get a calendar. I'll bring you the calendar. What the heck?
1: He made a cool
2: superhero calendar.
0: I guess he didn't like me
2: like Alright. <laughs> Enjoy the episode. Sure,
0: guys!
1: Chris Ballard, who is a comic book historian, artist, graphic artist. Uh, Anything else I'm missing that I should be telling people about?
3: Well, um, it's probably important that we sort of set up the scene here. Um, Here we are. I'm in shackles like mm-hmm. you know, they have me handcuffed yeah and this is important to us so we have to i'm on a waterboard and i'm they're they're torturing me to yeah. bring up the past and that was my i'm idea. not sure i really want to go through with this <laughs> I'm, i might have to you know yeah we have you for i the need next. help we have you for the next forty <laughs> minutes though
1: <laughs> no thanks for being on our podcast this is really cool it is we really never cool. had someone who has been in the comic book industry as really as heavy as you have yeah and oh wow and it's kind of cool you have a retrospective kind of look at it because I, I have a few names I can throw at you. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I think that's important, especially now when like I think a lot of the old school things are popular again. Mm-hmm. So people are like dressing like the '80s. And yeah, well, everything
2: comes
0: back eventually. Ni- yeah,
1: they think they're '90s kids, you know. Yeah. So I think this is a really cool talk yeah. to you about stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I guess to start off like tell us a little about yourself, background, where you're from, school, where did you go to school. Okay. You know, what, um,
3: made, what made you choose the path that you did when you were... Yeah, very briefly. Started? I mean, I was um, always creative and artistic growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. It just seemed to be a natural fit. But to, um, to tie it into comics specifically, it was just sort of my creative outlet. Once I began to find that you know, direction, that path, I just gravitated towards, hey, I'm going to write my own comics Nice. write my own stories and I had an entire line you know of of all different types of stories I had you know obviously I was influenced from a variety of things everything from Lord of the Rings to Star Wars so I would develop you know stories basically surrounding or encompassing a lot of the elements that I was seeing in life and just that would pour out you know onto yeah. the canvas or onto the you know, uh, type-setting paper that I would draw on. So, um, I'd have my mom, you know, go make Xerox copies so that (laughs) I could, you know, she would bring those back home and I could color them.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah.
3: (laughs)
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I feel like coloring is not a thing anymore for, like, younger people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, coloring books aren't all the rage anymore, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, well,
3: you know, I was passionate about, you know, um, I I really – the writing, you know, I, I went through all the process, you know, um, from writing to sitting down and page layout, drawing, inking over the top of the pencils, and then I'd get the Xerox copies, and then finally, mm-hmm. that was it. You know, that was, right. the end, that was the end, sort of like the end process. Once I had a book colored, it was finished, and yep. I was done. So I could move on to the next one. Nice. Yeah.
0: So, so I'm guessing you were like a pretty creative child,
3: I had to be I was, I was sort of forced to be creative because uh, I lived miles and miles away from any classmates that I went to school with. Um, I lived in West Knoxville, the school that I went to. My father was a teacher, mm-hmm. so he would basically drive me to school, which was like about twenty miles away or whatever oh, wow. so i didn't grow up around the kids and you know in the neighborhood they mm-hmm. didn't go to the same school system, so i didn't know a lot right. of things, you know, I didn't know them.
0: So you spent your time drawing and being creative. Exactly, yeah. Which worked to your advantage.
3: In very many ways, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just comics, it was other things as well, but yeah, I was always creative growing up, because I had to find a way to get, to escape my boredom.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you ever have to walk uphill both ways to
2: school in the snow? I did, right? you know, and, yeah.
3: and another thing, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, because <laughs> yeah. um, back then, um, there weren't really comic shops. There weren't comic okay. book stores. Right, right, uh, right. The only place you could get comics was down at the drugstore okay. or a convenience store or whatever. And they used to be on these, um, you know, wired yeah. wheel rounded. You know what I'm talking the, about? The stands. Yeah, I like the circular stands. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember those too. And um, yeah. I would have to walk all the way. It was like probably like a couple of miles or whatever. I'd have to walk all the way through different, you know, areas of wooded areas and things of that nature to get to the to get to the convenience store (laughs) so uh ogles market was you know the name of the one shout out to ogles if you're still around. yeah shout out (laughs) it's 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 actually changed now it's it's got a different uh name but uh yeah i would have to walk fortunately it was downhill Uh, (laughs) but i i would have to walk back uphill but i would take that two mile journey just to see What's out there? What, what was, was there what was new, yeah. what was released or whatever yeah. and I was always, you know, Spider Man was my you know Spider-Man. character These and he's just like my favorite. Yeah, so
1: think, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're like OG Spider Man fan, not like middle oh, yeah. school Spidey fan. Yeah. I feel like people jump on the bandwagon a lot, because nerd being a nerd is like cool. It's like very pop culture. You know,
3: I, I, I identified with the character. That was the thing. Yeah, um definitely. You know at the time um marvel comics was doing a lot of publishing about you know hey it's no it's you know it's although they're superheroes mm-hmm. they have the same problems we all have right you I know mm-hmm. and, and i thing. totally like was sucked into that and yeah. bought into it and i'm like yeah i'm peter parker yeah <laughs> you know that's <laughs> me that's totally me yeah, of course. yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think that's why
1: spider-man is so important to a lot of people just because of that reason just yeah. a normal kid that kind of an accident, and yeah. his life totally changes, you know? Exactly. And when he's Spider-Man, he's a totally different person. Like yeah. Confidence comes out. The quips oh, yeah. are, like, firing. Like, and very, that was you know? that
3: was totally me at the time. You know, I'd get my moments of, you know, ego, and, 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 you know, suddenly I was a superhero, and then the next thing you knew, where's all these problems coming from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: what
1: was, like, what was your, like, spider bite that gave you confidence in uh, the heart?
3: You know, like? I guess it was, you yeah. know, just being creative, just, you know. Yeah. Having like, that going for me, it was like my sixth sense or my spider sense. Nice. Like when you <laughs> yeah.
0: finish one of your comic books, you're like, Yeah,
3: yeah. oh yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always great to you know finally wrap something up and you know uh, move on to the next.
1: Like as a kid, I know now we have like social media, we can post stuff that we do and show off. Like, what did you do to show your work off back then as a kid? Did you just show it to your parents, or you had like a whole fridge thing going on, or we're
3: put it on the fridge no <laughs> you know n- no my you know my their the fridge was never a testimonial of my okay. you know well, <laughs> talents or whatever <laughs> um, but I did gain a lot of respect, and I think that's yeah. you know through through like you know especially like junior high and into like high school, that was primarily you know how I sort of bought myself into. You know, gaining respect from from the other kids. Right. You know, it was yeah. uh, I had a creative side, and and they all had a genuine appreciation for, you know, the fact that I could create stuff and right. and and go right. down that road and and do what I did. So um, so yeah, that, that it, it definitely helped in there, and it, and it also got me through a uh, a few classes as well oh, because yeah. okay. cool. um, I could utilize you know, my creative talents uh, in, in, in in various ways. Mm-hmm. And definitely it got me through, like, 10th grade economics because we okay, had an nice. extracurricular yeah. or extra project that we could do, right, and that's right. the only thing that got me through that class. Oh,
1: nice. Okay. <laughs> did you ever work on, like, school? Like, you know how school has, like, a newspaper stuff like that? Did you ever have a chance to work on stuff like that in school?
3: Um, I did. I did a few illustrations for our um, – yearbook okay
1: sweet. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: awesome yearbook club is all like the thing like you want to yearbook. It's a club. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i also got to paint a mural oh, kind you? of thing for like one of the dances we had oh, um awesome. as i rec- rec- recollect um awesome. yeah it's embarrassing to look at now but uh <laughs> but uh, it? Picture of it or something? uh probably somewhere I'm, cool. I'm yeah i'm sure it exists uh, but nice. uh, that's awesome
1: like did your artistic skills like get the girls attention She's like oh my Chris, you're such a sensitive artist
3: <laughs> mm, no not really i was you know to be honest with you like um Can you draw me a the the chicks were more interested in me as a as an athlete than than okay. they were as you know the you know as an artist or a creative type person you know which, i was which, pretty good at baseball okay. you know i was baseball. a pitcher and you know 11 and 1 my senior year y'all what's oh, really? up oh, yeah. <laughs> Well we had a great team. I had a lot of people. That's awesome. I had a you know, we had a <clears throat> you know, we scored a lot of runs. Okay. So <laughs> well, that's, sorry, that's, that's my phone.
1: <laughs> did you use like um did you use your creative side to build up the confidence to be like to try it for the baseball team? Because I was never like an athletic person because I'm always like pretty self conscious about like messing up <laughs> and things like that. Or did you were you like all no, not really. Football?
3: I was sort of okay. brought up through the whole sports regime. Okay, um, that's cool. My father was a basketball coach. Oh, cool. You know, okay. growing up. So yeah. I was kind of, you know, that was just sort of the route that, you know, was I had taken yeah. in terms of, you know, hey, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's basketball time. It's basketball season. So I was literally at school. Um, from dusk till dawn, you know, it was, it was, it was, my dad liked to get there early to do his planning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we were there at like, you know, six o'clock in the freaking morning. And then, (laughs) you know, like he literally like went in and opened up, you know, he had the key to the, to the school and opened up, you know, opened up everything. And I would sit around for an hour or so before any other kids would come in. And then you know later on at night it's like basketball practice, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're waiting around. And on game nights, it's even longer because you know the game ends, and then you know you got to wait till all everybody goes home. And, and yeah. you know, so I'm there Jeez. all freaking day. Like you know, I'm I'm at school like pretty much all the time. That's crazy. Do you
0: like take your drawing stuff with you and like find a corner and? Draw while you're waiting around. Or you know, you?
3: It, you know, it, it, I wasn't that passionate about it. I mean, I, you know, I, I probably did mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff back in, but uh, for the most part, you know, I was busy. I was active. I was doing other things as well. So, cool.
1: It's so like fast forward to like college years. What, did you know you want to be creative in college, or you chose another route and art was like a side thing that you kind of kept?
3: Um, no, I, I had a pretty good idea. Okay and i'll tell you a story this is this is interesting okay yeah. um we we're, we're transitioning you know from high school to college and i remember being called into you know the counselor's office benny goodman or i'm sorry benny benny hodges was his name and you know he sat down with me and you know this was like you know sort of like a an appointment for each and every student and to sit down and sort of figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And this is like your junior year, I guess, going into your senior year. And you know, it, it was it was noted that you know I had creative and and, and artistic talent, and he knew somebody, okay. you know, at the um, at the newspaper who you know drew editorial cartoons and oh, things geez. of that nature. Okay. So. So he said, yeah, I'm going to go talk to my, my good buddy, Charlie Daniel, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to set you up an appointment with him. So so here I am, and I put together, you know, a big portfolio of my work yeah. and, uh, you know, stuff that I'm really, really proud of. Right, right. And so I make the trip, I make the journey to the Knoxville News Sentinel and go in to meet with, you know, this artist who's, yeah. you know, going to help me out on my career right. and I walk in and basically Charlie's he he's he's a busy guy you know right. so yeah. he pawns me off you know to the rest of the department and says you know <laughs> you guys take care of him mm-hmm. you know and and I go in and I have my portfolio I'm ready to show it at any moment and nobody's really you know looking and and they're all giving me like twisted stories Basically telling me, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to go into art. Great. You you want you want to find another career path. It doesn't pay anything. You're 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 just better off like you know be be a doctor or, or be a lawyer or or, or something like that. And, mm. and and I was like I was so distraught. I was and 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 yet so rebellious. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm gonna show you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make it happen for myself. Like that's I'm not question. gonna listen to your criticism. Right. You, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. even know me and you didn't even look at my portfolio. Right. You like didn't even judge me by my work, <laughs> you know.
0: I feel like people do that to see like if you'll fight. Yeah. <laughs> like are you just gonna like do you really wanna be an artist? Uh, like, let's so see you're, if you you're, fight you're for you're saying it.
3: it was all reverse psychology like in the it, beginning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people in that field always do that. They're like, no, like, if you're not passionate enough, like, you're not going to (sighs) make it.
3: I'm so naive.
0: But, like, really, they're like, are you going to fight for it? Like, will you actually put in the work? Because if you want to do it, like, you're not going to listen to me.
3: Good point, you know. Uh, I never thought of it from that (laughs) angle. But, yeah, uh, you know, could be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's how people do it. They're like, no, you should just go do this because you're not going to be passionate enough. And let's see what they do.
1: Plus, like, some artists are just, like, dicks, man. They just (laughs) want to have... The industry for themselves and don't like to let new people in. You know, not yeah. too. But, but like, uh, in order for the, anything to grow, you have to let. It be. The lesson yeah. that
3: I did learn um, from that ex- that traumatic experience. Oh, you can curse um, by the way. Just so you know uh, <laughs> The lesson that I did learn was that you know, I, I am never going to be that that person. I am going to encourage others to follow their. You know the path or direction that they want to do, no matter what it may be. You know it doesn't have to be art; it can be anything. But uh, um, yeah, follow your passion, follow your goals. You know, and and it's going to be a struggle. You know, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to push yourself. You know, probably harder than you really originally intended. Yeah. 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 So yeah,
1: like when things become work, it. The fun is there, but not as much as you think it would be. You know yeah. I mean? so, and it's a hustle.
3: going from high school to college was a major transition. Like, you know, yeah. obviously you're moving, uh, you know, in my case, I moved away from home. I went to, you know, a college um, about 100 miles away outside of, you know, where I grew up. Okay. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. It was East Tennessee State University. Uh, go Buccaneers. <laughs> um, but um, it was a difficult transition in that, you know, hey, nobody had ever told me anything critical, right in terms of being creative or, yeah. or artistic or whatever. And suddenly oh. I'm in drawing class, mm-hmm. and you know, the, you know the instructors coming by and like he's taking a huge erasure and like you know scratching out you know everything that i'm working on yeah. and 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 like you know showing me you know this is how it's done and whatever and i'm like that was, for me that was like Oh my God! You just <laughs> ruined my thing. I just yeah. took hours to make. That was like my masterpiece, you and know. you just totally like erased it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, do they do that? Like they do that though? still? Oh, or they? I, yeah. they're that harsh. It I probably thought, depends
0: yeah. on the the, the instructor. instructor, but like you definitely get criticism. But that's oh, the, yeah.
1: That's kind of <laughs> harsh. Like erase your stuff.
3: Like he's like, we might want to do this. I, but I guess they're not that. They're nice. Like it's not right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's wrong. But <laughs> the
3: but the adjustment for me was you know. Nobody had ever, like, you know, given me any kind of direction. You know, Mm -hmm. I just was basically left alone to do whatever I wanted to, and that was good enough. And then now I'm in college, and and it's like, yeah, I'm doing it all wrong, you know. i got to get this right. And so at the same time when it's, you know, you're going through the process of trying to realize that you're not – all that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time you begin to, okay, yeah, I need to improve. I need to learn. And, and the only way that I can really do that is to actually listen and pay attention and, 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 uh, you know, absorb right. the information, you know,
1: it's like you had the raw talent. you had to be curious. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. exactly. And that was
0: like the make your break you type moment. Exactly. There. You chose to,
3: to actually and work on it. I, I, I saw a lot of kids that couldn't. They couldn't handle that. They yeah. couldn't go through with the the criticisms. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think I was just you know probably stubborn just enough to you know get through and 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 just to be rebellious enough to yeah. okay well all right you know, but uh, you have to have a mindset of yeah okay I'm 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 learning,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I, I will take that into consideration and I will. Make it happen, and, yeah. and it, you know, you don't have to follow everything that everybody tells you, but you do need to take it into consideration.
0: Yeah, being able to set your ego aside for a moment and exactly. be like, okay, let me listen to what they have to say, because they do know what they're talking about. And you hit with, the
3: nail on the head. It's ego. You know, yeah. a lot of the creative properties that we all have, you know, it's ego. You mm-hmm. know, nobody wants to be told they're doing something that, right. you know, especially in a creative environment, mm-hmm. they don't want to be told any different, so... yeah. But yeah, (laughs) what's your
1: um, how did you find yourself getting into the comic industry from college?
3: It was a long journey because um, I had been coming down to Atlanta and going all over, you know, the southeast Mm -hmm. to various conventions. And basically, what I would do is I would put together a portfolio of my work. Yeah, and um, I was going to all these conventions, Dragon Con atlanta comics expo there were several in uh north carolina um and other places and i would basically just bring my portfolio and find the the editors and the publishers and and go in and basically pull out my portfolio and say you know um i'm interested in breaking into the field um yeah. i want to take a look and i also met with other artists i, I met a lot of artists along the way who were extremely helpful. Yeah. I mean, anytime you go to these conventions, um, they're always typically in a really good, positive move, and, and yeah. they want to yeah. tell you, and they want to you know, give you some trade secrets, and, and, and they sincerely want to help. You know? um, So it was always a, a positive thing going into whatever comic convention I could. Um, Dragon Con, as I mentioned, Atlanta Comics Expo – All those things i think those two combined it's now just dragon con now but they merged together and um but uh always you know a fun time and i learned it's like i listened to these guys and they had great um you know um advice for me yeah uh, what to work on um everybody from like uh Richard Case was one, Brian Stelfreeze, I don't know if you guys um, are familiar with those guys, Boris Vallejo, you know, I would meet with those guys and, and they would give me their, their insight and, yeah. you know, that's basically how I improved. Did that? Did you do you drag? Did you meet
1: them on a yearly basis to bring new stuff every time? You took their criticism and you came back like, all right. So, what do you think about these now? Like, do you meet? The, did you meet the same people every year, or you meet met different people? Yeah, or? I mean,
3: it de- it depended on you know who the featured guests were that that yeah. they uh, they would invite. Um, Brian Stelfreeze was pro- always there. Okay, you know, yeah. um, and you know Boris was only there. Um, one time but it was that was a fascinating Mm -hmm. uh critique I I I, are you familiar with Boris Vallejo I'm not he's the realistic uh fantasy painter you know he's got a calendar that comes out every year he did the Ozzy Osbourne uh, album cover oh cool I need to look up his yeah Yeah. I mean just an amazing painter what was the thing Uh, he he he, he sort of took over Frank Frazetta's mantra Okay. You know, if you're familiar for, with Frazetta's work. But um, um, I walked in there. I was scared. I was shaking. I, but but I had to do it. I had to, like, pull myself together, go up to this man, and say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Where am I in yeah. in, in, in terms of art, artistic development? And I thought he was going to hand me a new ass. I really <laughs> did. You know, seriously. <laughs> um, because I was expecting Expecting it. Yeah. But rather than that, he gave me just huge words of of, of confidence and and gave me a sincere direction. Like he gave me very specific direction. This is what you need to be doing. This is what I see. You have really good raw talent Mm -hmm. and you can do this and you can do that but here's where you need to work and and he just laid it out there and I was like wow you yeah. know uh, yeah. I had no idea and coming from Boris it was like that was like I you know there there could be no better painter to get advice from yeah
0: that's awesome
3: what was
1: like the one thing he said to you that you're like that kind of put you on the path to like want to keep doing it
3: you well, remember? um reference material was a huge thing, like in terms of like I didn't really create from looking at photographs or visual you know cues or mm-hmm. things. I just drew from my own imagination, and so that was that that became a weakness, you okay. know yeah and so having reference material mm-hmm. to um to build upon is 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 critical when you're you know wanting to be yeah you know. For other artists yeah. out
1: there, like, what kind of reference material did you use to help you, you know, get kind of perspective and things like that? Like, so you have an idea, and you're like, I want him to be looking out a window. Like, did you go take or, a picture of yeah, someone right. out a window? Well, that was, you know,
3: thing? that was that was part of his uh, challenge to me. It was like, you know, hey, you know, take your reference material, um, especially when it comes to, like, the human figure and, and, okay. and faces and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get more than one, you know angle or or, or right. viewpoint and you know basically from that you can figure it out okay so okay. but it's always helpful to have something to draw from mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing that at okay. the time yeah it's kind of, it kind of <laughs> I was just guessing yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. the painting looked cool but it wasn't you know absolutely correct and, mm-hmm. and you know
0: like getting the shadows and yeah, the angles exactly. and stuff like that
3: exactly yeah so
1: how'd you go about getting your first like uh, paid gig in the comic industry?
3: Okay, well, that story is kind of in and of itself. I'd been going to okay. um, all these conventions mm-hmm. all along. Yeah. Um, and I distinctly remember um, I finally sort of like, um, I think Don Daly was his name. He was an editor for Marvel Comics. And I got to talking to him. I was actually, at the time, that was probably my senior year in college. Okay. And um, I pulled out my portfolio and showed it to him. And I was highly influenced by, you know, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, his uh, Stray Toasters graphic novel, if you're familiar with that. I'm not. It sounds, sounds cool. Though. It, <laughs> is, um, it is a masterpiece in terms of uh, artistic range. Okay. You know, Sweet. he is all over the place, everything from... Just black and white pen and ink to like full on like acrylic, mm-hmm. you know, um, airbrush, watercolor, air, you know, a- anything he could throw on the canvas, like yeah. you know, he would he would do. And I was like, wow, that's just you know too rich for me to pass up. And I got <laughs> to right. do that, so I made go. that my you know sort of senior project ambition to okay. create a story where I could do something similar right. along those lines. And and so I finally I took the work to the convention, Mm -hmm. Dragon Con or Atlanta Comics Expo. I I can't remember what it was at the time, but um, Don Daly sat down and started looking through my work with, with, you know, some interest, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and of course I'm there, you know, I'm, what's the next phase of my life? You know, I got to be thinking about after college, what am I going to do? That kind of thing. So it was, it was a good thing to, you know, approach these editors and say, you know, what do you think? You know, what's, what's happening here? And, he was genuinely, you know, impressed with the work I would created. Right. And so he passed on my name, you know, through the ranks. And the next thing I knew, I, got, I received a, a whole box in the mail from Carl Potts. Okay. At Marvel Comics, who was yeah. the, I think he was like, you know, one of the senior editing directors there at the time. Okay and it was a book on perspective a book on you know anatomy uh, another book on something cool. so yeah. at that point i realized you know that's a lot of interest that's being taken oh, yeah. in me right. so i kind of had the cue okay well i'm going i'm going to keep at it mm-hmm. you know i'm going to keep driving yeah. at you know my goal because it's it's like There's a lot of people out there really trying to help. And and I definitely want to break in. So, a couple of years later, um, this was, I had already graduated from college. And right out of graduation, I started working in television in Bristol, Virginia slash Tennessee, because it's like literally right on the State Street line, okay. you know, I began working there, uh, for about a year or so. And I was getting rejection letters, you know, left and right from, you know, uh, DC's Vertigo and, um, you know, Epic uh, up at Marvel and, you know, but I was determined, you know, and, and then I, I went down to the comic shop right there on State Street where I worked mm-hmm. and, walked in and the guy gave me a flyer, you know, it was like a newspaper kind of thing. Um, you know, it was just a general comics information about what's going on, what's happening, like a promotional news, yeah. newsletter or whatever. And I saw this advertisement um, for a convention up in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. It just kind of jumped out at me, you know, yeah. and – I thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I should focus more on some of these, you know, offshoot publishers that right. aren't, you know, Marvel and DC yeah, because they seem to have the monopoly on mm-hmm. everything. And, and so I can get through the back door maybe, you oh, know. So yeah. Yeah. so so I got a friend, I got a buddy of mine who was also interested in comics, and, and, and we drove all the way from Tennessee to... Detroit, Dearborn, Michigan, actually, was where it was located. And um, I had my portfolio, and I was, you know, very confident, probably overconfident, okay. you know, at the time. Yeah. And I just knew they were going to hire me on the spot. I just whip out my portfolio, here I am, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I go up, and I'd done the research, and, you know, I knew the name of the guy, the publisher, and, and I knew, you know, I just – had everything, like, together. So I walk up to him, and I present him with my portfolio. And he takes one look at it and says, yeah, we just do black and white. <laughs> <laughs> he was completely not interested in my work whatsoever. And my heart just fell to the freaking floor. Oh, and gosh. and I was like, oh, my God. I drove all this way for nothing. Yeah, And then... You know, as I leaned down and picked my heart back up off the floor, he finally mentioned, "You you might want to check out Innovation down at the end of the end of the row there." You know, they they got some color work going on. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I got nothing to lose. I'm here. Let's you know, let me go talk to another publisher, and and I did. And you know, fortunately for me, I used the airbrush. You know, as part of my technique. And they had a book coming out called On a Pale Horse. Uh, it was a graphic novel adaptation of Piers Anthony's written novel. Mm-hmm. And the artist who had basically created the the artwork and the look for it also used an airbrush. So that airbrush connection, we began to talk about it. We be- began to talk about techniques and and all that stuff, and that sort of, like, was my way in, and after, you know, after a few more sort of samples that I sent in, they finally gave me the opportunity, and suddenly they were, you know, sending me pages to work on, and basically, essentially, I started out just painting in the backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you know, um, for this amazing and it's a beautiful book by the way and it was it was nobody else had ever done anything like it you know in terms of like you know airbrush or or whatever um so i was really living my dream at the time you know and i was working with brad gorby who had taken over and uh he was short sort of you know teaching me the ropes you know Mm -hmm. this is how you do this he actually even sent me a light box, you know, oh, wow. in the mail. He he sent me, you know, sort of like this sort of handmade, you know, framework that you know had a uh, plastic cover over it that I could use for as a light box because you had to, you know, paint by looking through um, the light so you could right. see where to paint. So. Yeah,
0: is. Is the uh, airbrush technique like common in comics, or is that something just that they were doing differently? No, it
3: is very rare. Okay. I was I was very unique, and that was probably my niche. That was probably the one thing yeah, that got me. Really in, cool. You know, because yeah, nobody had a else, very
0: different look using. I don't the know brush. of anybody
3: else that used it like we did. Now it's pretty common in a lot of mixed media, mm-hmm. you know, to throw paint on with an airbrush, but then you go in and embellish in different ways, yeah. so. Yeah,
0: oh, that's really cool.
3: Did you, um, did you continue, like,
1: learn learning, like, new techniques with the airbrush after you worked? On on the pale horse, or did
3: you like try to learn new techniques as you're working on that, or how did that work? For oh, you? yeah, I have an entire book of painting techniques like okay. i i I kept a, a log of nice. all that, okay, you know Which I took cool. note as I would you know go and 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 discuss you know with other artists and things of that nature and and what I learned in school you know um after I finished up um uh, on a pale horse. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was still working on it. Like, we had already pushed out issue number two. We were working on issue number three. And they sent me, you know, um, they said, hey, we got this thing coming out. It's called The Lawnmower Man, you hey. know. <laughs> and it was, uh, maybe you guys remember um, the movie from years ago. <laughs> I totally do. I watched uh, it. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Jeff Fahey. Um, uh, but the book... Or, or, I'm sorry, the movie was kind of created in Stephen King's name based on a short story, but the movie and the short story were really different. And as a result, I think there was a lawsuit involved, and that sort of was a setback to The Lawnmower Man as a graphic novel. It was never released. It was never published. That kind of sucks
1: because I think that would have pushed –
3: the movie wasn't well-received, if I remember correctly. Right. So that would, probably would
1: have pushed it in a good direction as far as like people seeing a different perspective of his idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kinda bu- I'm kind of bummed out that we never got to see that. Because <laughs> yeah. as yeah. a kid, I watched the movie. Me too. Like, you know, it
3: was some great work from uh, Stuart Eminem did the pencils. Rick Magyar was doing the inking. And, you know, the really cool thing at the time, like for me personally, was that um, – those guys had been around, they they'd been doing comics for a while. Yeah. And, um, word got back to me mm-hmm. through my, uh, editor. Um, they said, you know, those guys are really loving your color work, cool. you know, That's and like it was airbrushed. Great it compliment. was, yeah. and, and to my knowledge, uh, I am unaware of anybody else who airbrushed a comic book, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think I was the only one doing it. Yeah. Um, I got. I, I would receive, you know, pages from time to time, from other color artists, but they weren't using an airbrush. They were doing it in random different ways, you know. Right. Yeah. Probably, I mean, you have to go back to the days of like, you know, um, the Dark Knight Returns, you know, uh, when Frank Miller created that graphic novel. Such a great. And Such a great graphic and, novel. And and, and Lynn, oh Var- Lynn Varley, you know, was doing the color work, which was, like, basically watercolor, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. underneath his um, pen and ink. And mm. it was finally printed on, like, respectable paper. You know, it wasn't the newsprint that most of us are familiar with that's, you know, sort of attached to, like, regular comics. It was, like, really good glossy paper. Mm-hmm. So that made quite a difference, and that was one of the reasons that you know, um, graphic novels and comics in general began to take off and become more popular because they look nicer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah, the printing quality really does, you know, make a difference.
1: Yeah, the quality of art definitely, like, affects how people receive it, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 if it looks
1: kitty they're going to be like, oh, this is a kid's book. But if it looks really good, like, wow, there's actually some nice backgrounds in there, like you yep. worked on the backgrounds for the airbrush thing for On a Pale Horse, like, that pulls people in. Because when I see a cover... And I noticed too, like covers look really nice, and you open up the comic, it looks nothing like the cover, but that pulls you in because you want to look at it. Yeah, I've noticed that even now, people have like early artistic cover.
3: That's why they pay the cover artists big bucks, right? Yeah, <laughs> because that's, that's
1: what attracts people like me and other consumers to like, whoa, look oh, at that cover! That it. looks yeah. really
3: cool. I yeah. mean, if you're a cover artist, you've made it, <laughs> oh, big really? time. Yeah, oh, seriously. Wow. Yeah, okay. because I thought the th-
1: people who did the panels made the money. Okay.
3: The guy, the guy, the. the, the the image that you see when you walk through the store and you see that image and you go buy that book, that's what that's what sucks you in, the, yeah. the cover. Her, yeah, because
1: yeah. it does me every time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, while you were working on, on a pillow horse, then you the lawnmower man thing happened, like, what were you doing as far as, like – because artists think, like, you can just make a living and you're good if you make the one book. Like, you're, you're doing other things for, like, to get by, right? Like, it mm-hmm. no, wasn't just, like, paying your bills. Like, we're just, like – Living the life on, on a pillow horse and breaking in the
2: dough. Something. Oh, yeah.
3: No, well, yeah. I, mean, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that was the, that was the, the key sort of um, um, point in my life, mm-hmm. sort of like the crossroads where, you know, I had this amazing, you know, uh, creative job that right. I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I was doing as much as I could. But I was just a work-for-hire page-rate artist. Okay. You know, I only got paid so much for per page. And it didn't matter how much paint I put on that page or, or how complicated it was. Yeah. Or or otherwise, it was this is what you get paid for this one particular page, you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. so um, it really wasn't, you know, paying the bills, you know? Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I finally reached that point where, you know, I've got to – sort of sit back and reevaluate um, because I need something that's going to give me a more, you know, lucrative career. Yeah, like a stable so, lifestyle. Yeah, um, exactly. So about that time, um, thereabouts, I discovered – I had a friend give me a call, and suddenly they had – at the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, they suddenly opened up a um, – graduate program okay. specifically for sequential art. Oh, cool. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they has your name all <laughs> over it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But plus, there was another factor, which was huge, and that was the graphic design industry completely changed overnight during the few years that I was working in comics. Okay. I went from T-squares and wax machines and paste-up <laughs> boards <laughs> So all of a sudden I the you know, it was all about Photoshop and Illustrator and Cork Express, you know. Mm-hmm. And, Can
1: you give us like a like a year or years, like what year that was? that you realize like things are changing? Like about
3: about what time? Nineteen ninety 1990 through 1992, okay. 93 so it's Like a early in that maybe. range, I was also, you know, I was like I told you, I'd, I'd kind of reached that crossing point mm-hmm. and and was trying to get back into graphic design. Okay. As I was doing, you know, the freelance and the comics work, you know, I right. thought, you know, it'd be really cool if I could, you know, yeah. sort of burn the candle at both ends and, and sort of like have that creative luxury of the, the stuff I really wanted to do plus, you know, like another job
2: right, yeah. that's
3: going to pay the bills. Of course. And, but as I was trying to get back into the – workforce of right. graphic design, yeah, uh nobody would touch me with a ten foot pole <laughs> because I didn't know those programs.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't
3: have a computer. Okay. I didn't you know, okay. so I was completely outdated mm-hmm. as I graduated school. <laughs> oh
1: geez. So like at 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 that time, like you're in college, were you still working in the TV industry also, or did you leave that and have to, Um,
3: you know? I did leave television to focus on the comics work. Okay. Um, Okay. And there was another factor involved with that in terms of, um, that was kind of probably the first real sort of um, financial breakdown that our country was going through Mm -hmm. Um, at the time. I think it was 1990. Yeah. Somewhere around in there? Um, 1990, 1991 was kind of like our first sort of glimpse at some kind of recession happening. Yeah. So um, the television station decided to make some changes. Okay. And one of those changes was, you know, they brought in a new GM, and basically he was sort of like the appointed, you know, headhunter to like, you know, mm-hmm. chop the, chop the numbers, you know, <laughs> yeah. so a lot of, a lot of people lost their jobs. Okay. And although I was still employed, mm-hmm. um, they radically changed my job description, oh, uh, rather than, you know, being an artist. Um, actually I was doing a lot of storyboarding for commercials and things of that nature because that was our bread and butter. Right. But they decided, yeah, we don't need an artist anymore. We'll move Chris into production, you know, and he can come in at four o'clock in the morning and work on the, oh, you know, the, <clears throat> you know, the early morning newscast, you know, and run teleprompter or camera or whatever we need. So dude, dude. Um, that was going on, wow. and I basically, you know, gave them the finger and said I had, I got something else going on, yeah, and yeah. and that's where I'm going. Okay.
2: Well, hey, I was done the same <laughs> thing.
1: That's rough, man. Especially when yeah. they don't forewarn you and you're like yeah between a rock and a hard place because you want to keep your job but you don't want to yeah
3: i mean looking back i mean you know they at least kept me on they didn't like you know just uh cut me off like um like 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 other people i mean other people just you know lost their jobs and and had to go out and find something else so you know and to put it in perspective it's like you know they 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 did admire you know um and have respect for me right. coming into work and yeah. doing whatever needed to be done. But uh fortunately for me I had this comics thing on the rise mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and I was all about that. That's so awesome. <laughs> it just, you know, felt natural to make that transition.
1: Comics save you again. Yeah. Power yeah. Comics comics <laughs> saves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so true, man. You get a lot from reading in superheroes. Yeah. Um, okay, so take us from like um Lawnmower Man not working out unfortunately which would have been really cool to see but um yeah to that from like how you decide to to get to where you kind of are and not at this point but closer to like how you are you know you're working in tv you're doing marketing stuff like that like how'd you find your way doing that from from lawnmower man and working in the kind of work industry
3: well that was easy i mean you know going from the lawnmower man which you know we finished the book it was ready to be delivered or distributed. Um, it just got held up in, like, legal issues, sucks, you know. Man. But um, that was over and done and finished. Um, on a Pale Horse was still sort of, like, going on, but I there were, there were some things going on that I'm not really aware of, just, you know, some strange things happening. And mm-hmm. innovation, they didn't last. You know, they didn't make it through, you know. Yeah. Um, the I, I guess the thing to sort of, like, really – understand is that back then the late 80s the early through the early 90s um graphic novels were becoming a thing you know right. and they were yeah. becoming mm-hmm. like really popular mm-hmm. but it was expensive to do it was right. expensive to print and innovation was one of those companies you know they took that risk you know okay. um they put it out there you know and they had investors and you know people they had to answer to right. and But the cost of color printing, you know, is, is, you know, extremely high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if people aren't buying, you know, books, then, you know, you're going to have to suffer. So I think there was a lot of, you know, economic tension and and things of that nature. And in the meantime, you know, I was looking for something more lucrative myself. So it was just sort of like a falling out. And then I went back to school. And, you know, the Savannah College of Art and Design in the Sequential Art Program. Mm -hmm. And those were two wonderful years. Like, I learned so much, you know. um, Not only comics. Mm -hmm. um, Illustration. Like, my illustrations radically improved. Nice. Um, And I also utilized every elective that I could afford right, yeah. uh, to get into learning about computers and the various programs that right. were needed. Yeah, smart. Photoshop yeah. was one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave me, you know, the tools that I needed to once again sort of follow my path.
1: That's great. That's actually, like I was going to ask you as far as like um, getting into the programs, was that, was that like a weird learning curve for you at that point since you weren't really familiar or – the college kind of made it straightforward and you kind of took off.
3: Um, I wouldn't say it's a learning curve. I mean, I was highly interested and I knew I needed to learn it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and once I got into it, once you delve into it, it's like, wow, you know, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, on another level, it's kind of deconstructive. You know, it's it, it it's – although you're – Basically, I'm, I'm I'm pointing and clicking all right. day long now, yeah. you know, whereas before, you know, I was actually physically painting, you know, onto right. a canvas. So, yeah. um, the thing is, is that computers have kind of taken a lot of the, you know, sweat and blood and tears like out of the process, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, more manufactured today, you know, but, uh, yeah. in terms of like really being, you know, physically creative, but, uh. Yeah. It's still in the end it's the same result. So okay. I mean I don't I was know ask how, you that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know okay. how you weigh the differences, you know. It's like I can do I can do a lot more in a shorter amount of time than I ever could before, you know. Right. So yeah.
0: do you miss like doing the airbrush or do you still do it sometimes?
3: I do. I miss it a lot and I wish I had more time to, you know, just sit down and 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 just, you know, go through that process just to keep Just to keep with it. And and I do, you know, I do sit down and and force myself to illustrate, you know, on occasion. But it's just, it's never, you you just never have enough time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to fit stuff in. I feel like being artistic is kind of therapeutic sometimes. Just like actually, you know, getting into it. Mm -hmm. I think that's where my struggle is, is going, you know, with going into like the more digital stuff. I'm like, but I want to draw on a piece of paper. Like it's just more that feeling for me, um yeah. you know being able to express yourself in that way, so yeah, I'm right making there that transition you. I think is can be difficult,
3: I think a lot of what I do is I will sit down and draw physically draw mm-hmm. like pencil something and and even ink if if necessary, and then I'll scan that in and mm-hmm. then, and then I'll play around with the colors on you know in in Photoshop or whatever yeah. you know um so. And, you know, a lot of my process, like, you know, is is creative, even though it's on the computer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still basically you're making shapes, you know, creating forms. Um, I work a lot in, you know, 3D. So um, it's all about building, modeling, animation. You know, it's all relevant. Yeah. It's all part of the same creative process.
0: What's your, like, which process or, I guess... um words do you like the most like what do you enjoy working in the most when it comes to creating art or different things like your medium I guess
3: gosh I don't know you know it's like uh I love everything really there's there's no part of the process that you know I really you know oh I you know I can't wait to you know move on or whatever But like if
0: you could only choose one
3: um (laughs) I really enjoy Modeling, like, it, are are we talking computers in specific or or or, or, or illustration, general. because they're two vastly different things.
0: <laughs> Fine, you can choose one from each.
3: <laughs> so, like, you enjoy being like Zoolander and modeling yourself. Like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, no. Yeah. Well,
3: building, building, uh, building a structure. For <laughs> example, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> maybe a more visual thing to present is, um, we got to do a spoof on. Star Wars a few years ago um, for work, and I got to sit down and create. I basically modeled and created the Millennium Falcon, cool. you know. And yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Star Wars! I'm doing the Millennium Falcon!" Whoop, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was just so fun, and I really, really enjoyed. Like I made it, ma. I you know, it, it was, it, was it, it it was a labor of love. You know, it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing something that's on on that kind of interest level uh-huh. that just, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that that in in terms of like um computers and and that type of thing. Now when it comes to actually physically painting and things of that nature, it's 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 definitely, you know, once I've got the drawing down and I've transferred that to the board mm-hmm now i can just you know put my kid pants on turn up the radio you know <laughs> play the music as loud as i want and i'm ready to paint you know it's like uh that's so that's, that's like when you're really like in your element the, yeah that's so, it
1: so a side question what's on your uh painter's playlist like right now, like what do you listen to, like what what bands, what are, music? Yeah, just curiosity. Yeah.
3: Oh, I, you know, I, I do have a range, but okay. I typically go back to the hair bands of the '80s. Oh, <laughs> okay. nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Night Ranger, you know that? Yeah, it, like, yeah, I, I saw your
2: post earlier yeah. On, yeah. on Facebook.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Night Ranger, hey. uh, Rush, Kiss. You know oh, those all all those bands yeah. from back in the '80s that they just bring it all out. You know, yeah,
0: it's, music definitely helps. Have
1: you listened to the Struts? They're new. They're a newer band. But isn't that, is that name of them, the struts?
0: Okay, maybe you're
1: right. Yeah, like they're—you'll <laughs> have to hook me up. I feel like they're a, bringing like, like glam demo. rock back. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Okay, like, but I gotta check them name. out. Yeah, they're they're really good. I like, yeah. Them but yeah, I'll definitely send you like a you know like a link or whatever. Cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, the '80s were just you know amazing in so many ways. Like not only comics, but you know, rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, the whole music MTV and yeah, everything yeah. else. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's no wonder we all want to go back to the 80s. I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you, I feel weird seeing like people try to emulate that these days when they're not from the. I mean, generation, or, or do you feel like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, my thing is still cool. Like, you guys are really still digging this. Like, how do yeah, you feel about I, that now? I mean,
3: I don't know. I'm I'm not really, you know, I, I'm not part of – I don't see a lot okay. anymore. You know, it's yeah. like uh, I've just learned to, like, you know, turn it all off. And, and so I don't – I'm not aware of – like, you could probably talk about any show on TV now, and I I, I won't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. You know, it's yeah. like, what, what is that, you know? Right, right. Um, it's only when something, like, really reaches – Sort of a, a level of magnitude mm-hmm. that yeah. I start to investigate, like kind of. the Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like great. people so. like they couldn't shut up about it, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I need to like figure out what this is all about. And, and you like it? right? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, oh great. my gosh. I yes. To tell Jamie to I watch it. live for that.
1: She's been dragging her feet. Oh
3: my that, gosh. Man. You are missing. You are. Oh. I told her she watched one episode Way and to didn't throw watch me the rest. <laughs> It Jeez. is it is highly addictive. Yes. Oh, and dude. and I can tell you this. Everybody that I've had a conversation with in life, when I tell them about the Game of Thrones, they're like, ah, and, and they haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And they're just, ah, no, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like. Just watch. Yeah. You watch and then you'll be coming to me next week and that's exactly what they do. They're like, Oh my God, I that, gotta get season two now. <laughs> yeah, give it like three episodes. You're like, what? I need to watch It is so addictive. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> it is an amazing show and basically every shape, form, and fashion. for mm-hmm. everything from the writing to, you know, um the acting, you know, everything in between. It is it is so impressive.
1: Yeah. Super good. Alright. Story all right. like I'll check insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as far as like going back to the airbrush thing, do you see that as still being consistent in the industry now? Or do you like the style of it, you know? Do you see that as I don't know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm so far removed okay. from
3: like illustration and by
1: choice or you just don't have time for it anymore?
3: Um, probably a little bit of both. Okay. You know, it's like it's it's not that I yeah, you know, I would love to have a, an illustration gig, you know, yeah. come along and, you Great. know, uh, and actually, I do from time to time. Oh, I just, um, you know, it's just it's it's not that relevant, you know. It's, it's 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 yeah. not that, you know. It's it's just once in a blue moon, really, to be right. honest with you. But uh, I I do still, you know, generate and create illustrations.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to ask you if you um. Like, go to conventions now, as far as, like, our local convention is Dragon Con, which is huge. People coming from, like, out of the country to come to Dragon Con is that big. Yeah. Like, there's, like, artists that have their art displayed and, you know, they get some sales and stuff like that. Would you consider doing that as an artist now in your career or, or your life to, like, put some of your work out there, some originals, some stuff that you might have been a fan of, you know?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think my um my sort of benchmark or, or, or my... Um sort of uh creative bucket list is is really, you know, it takes on a different persona. Like okay. I'm I'm not about like, okay, I'm gonna create an illustration and go down here and like sell prints or whatever. It's like I, I'm not really interested in that so much okay. as as much as, you know, hey, I have a story right that, that I want to tell. And um so I'm 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 doing a lot of writing these days. Cool. And mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I, I I do have images that go along with those books, and, and, and I do have things in the works where, yeah, I, eventually I'm going to have to sit down and force myself to paint because I want to do this graphic novel and i got these ideas and mm-hmm. I've got the thing written and it's ready to go. I just need to find time to do it, you know.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest thing sometimes is just cutting away that time to be able to focus on all the things that you want to do.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know? I mean... And,
0: you got to make sure you keep doing it so you don't lose it too. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, one day you'll have the time, and then it'll be like, crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suck now. <laughs> so, like, what's
1: your like, what's what's your next endeavor? The the book to get the graphic novel out, or you're still you have a few things you want to. Oh,
3: I've got a million things that okay. I could be working <laughs> on right now. I seriously, and and they're all in various forms and and different phases. Um, yeah. So yeah there's there's just a whole list of items like whether you know it's a it's a story I've written mm-hmm. or a story that needs developing or I need to create artwork for or something else it's like a I mentioned you know the cookbook that I yeah. generated and created uh, yeah, like not right. you know just a couple years ago. it's like that took a lot of time and yeah, work yeah. and effort.
0: What inspired you to create a cookbook?
3: The story's there. Go to my website, read it, (laughs) you know, you'll understand. It was basically I found myself real quick, I found myself out of college on my own and I realized, you know, I'm 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 probably gonna be a starving artist, unless I learn how to cook, you know, and I, I had, I, you know, I'd grown up on home cooked meals and cafeteria meal plans and things of that nature. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn how to cook. I gotta learn how to, you know, exist for myself, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, and, and, you know, throughout the years I, I, I began to understand it's like, you know, hey, this is, this is almost, this is like a creative process within itself, you know? And I just learned to I just found joy and it was very relaxing just to sit down, you know, like and cook a meal, you know? So, um, and then it was, the
1: payoff is like great if you do it right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like instant gratification if it's delicious. Yeah.
3: And you know, from time to time, as you well know, Claudius, uh, I bring in something, you know, yeah, for our get togethers, our yeah, yeah. department meetings, yeah. so to speak, you know, um, and you know, it's 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 always a joy.
1: Yeah, it's always a good feeling when people actually enjoy what you make too. Yeah. As far as like I mean comics and cooking, things like that. Yeah. People like what you
3: so make. So I, I do enjoy cooking, it's you know, part of the thing. But that you know, that's just one of the many things on my creative bucket list, yeah, you know. Which I, is cool. I think that's awesome. So, you have different, yeah. Different you
1: know, you have different passions, it's really awesome. And food yeah. is a great one. man. Anyway, um so like as far as like artists now in, in now time, do you think higher education is still beneficial? Like a master's degree from SCAD or you think these in the artists can actually,
3: I think them? it's beneficial, but it's not necessary. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. Uh, Dave Sim, are you familiar with him? Uh, I think he created, like, Cerebus the Um, Aardvark. No, you're like,
1: I don't think you're giving me a lesson with almost everything you say right now. I have all these (laughs) names. Check out
3: Cerebus the Aardvark. Dave Sim came to, he was invited to SCAD to come in and do a, you know, a spiel, a presentation, if Mm -hmm. you will, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of encourage all the students. Right. And he basically walks in the door and says, yeah, you don't need an education. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I was like, "Oh my gosh, really? They paid him to come in Holy the door crow. and say that?" I'm like, "Whoa, you know." So, you know, but you know, nothing against him. I mean, he's he's speaking his mind, you know. He's, but uh, that's his point of view, and that's fine. But um, I'm like, you know, you can never learn too much. You know, it's like it, it's always beneficial if you apply yourself, and but you don't necessarily have to go back to school right. like I did yeah, yeah, and now owe the government all the money from student loans. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah. but you know, it, it just depends on how you approach it. Yeah. Um, I was definitely committed to learning as much as I could mm-hmm. and just becoming just the sponge that just absorbed mm-hmm. everything I possibly could. Uh, Will Eisner was there. Uh, given a demo, which was, like, an amazing thing to witness. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Will Eisner. but Dude, you the know. lessons
1: just keep coming. Look up all Check out the <laughs> spirit.
3: Like, he even, like, he, he basically created, you know, comics. In, yeah. In, 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 yeah, in yeah, today's yeah. sort of modern fashion in terms of, like, you know, um,
1: Did you mean like the spirit that they made the movie off of? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Well,
3: that's why I'm familiar with it because of the yeah. movie. But I'm not getting the right version of
1: it. Obviously, You yeah. need to check the comics out. Yeah. No, Will
3: was like he was that's the ma- awesome. he was the original master of you know sequential art mm-hmm. as panel to panel. Nice. You know um, oh, that's so cool. And design yeah. and, and, and leading the viewer you know the reader you know across the page. That's like, so awesome! Wow. Um, yeah, he is basically. You know, you, you can look at people like Frank Miller, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, who is your inspiration, Frank? And, right. and he'll tell you right up front, you know, oh, yeah. wow, Will Eisner, right. no doubt. Yeah, that's so cool. What?
1: So, like, as far as, like, um, being someone who's been in the industry, and, you know, you're so far along, like, do you have any advice for younger people trying to break in or just trying to make a career out of this thing? I, yeah, I can sum is. all
3: that up in one word, persistence. You just got to keep at it. That's yeah. what I did. That's, you know, there's there's just no two ways about it. Um, it's it, If it happens too fast and, and too easy, then you're probably not doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, you got to work at it. Right. And, but be persistent and, you know, never let somebody, you know, dwindle your dream. Never let, allow yourself to, you know, be anything other than what you want Right, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Before we hit you with these quick, fire questions you'd like to ask all of our guests, is there anything else that you want to talk about or mention or any fun stories you want to share? I don't know. Uh,
3: We've covered a lot. Yeah. Um, This has been really fun. (laughs) Thank you again. I don't have many notes here, but... uh I think we're good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Anything you want to ask me? Yeah, I
1: want to ask you to tell people where they can find your work. And if you're on social media, if you have an Instagram or anything like that, or you plan on having one, they can check you out. I
3: do have a website, um, Graphic Asylum Web. Okay. No W's. For some reason, the W's don't take you there. But just Graphic Asylum Web, and you can find a lot of the stuff that I do, the creative portions you'll see a lot of television stuff you'll find my cookbook uh there's a few novels on there as well so um it's just my creative playground that i like to exhibit is the cookbook a digital book or can they purchase it from that website how's that working you can't no it's not for sale not for sale you can just you you can download it that's what you want you know so yeah it's out there so uh help yourselves cook cook a meal, and, and let me know how it turned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> since it's not for sale, that's, that was a real passion project for you, to go yeah, yeah. through all that work and just yeah. give it away. Like Actually, that. it was kind of, you know, the, the the real intention was, you know, more of a portfolio piece. You okay, know, It's like, you know, yeah. I can do all kinds of designs in one thing or another, mm-hmm. but this was specifically, hey, this is a design for a specific purpose. Right. It's a cookbook, and, you know, who knows? It may come in handy down the road. Yeah. You know? Is there anything you want to
1: publish and try to get out there to get some revenue back, or you're just doing art because you? I mean, you know, you I'm love it. I'm just doing it but.
3: basically on a creative level. Okay. You know, I would love Definitely to be. That. I would love to be published in in some shape, form, or fashion. Right. But, uh, yeah. You know, well, I'll I'll cross that bridge when I need to. I I have a tendency to Sort of like be more focused on the creative side of things and and less the business side. So, got it. But uh, who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you can like marry the two
3: successfully on one project. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right,
1: cool. So, we're going to ask you some like random questions. The first answer that pops in your head. I got a few for you as well. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh. Oh, jeez. Okay. I guess we can do like a
3: roundabout.
1: All right. You go first. All right. Favorite spot to eat in Atlanta?
3: (sighs) Oh. I knew you were going to bring that up. You know, <laughs> you I love to. to cook, so it, it, it is actually very rare that oh. I that I eat out. But but if you um, do, where would you go? If I do, a okay. um, couple places. One of them, uh, there used to be this place called Chow Baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar, I'm there used familiar. to be one like, where where was it, down on? Um, i do not like familiar with uh, that. You
1: probably know where I do.
3: There's, there's one in Buckhead and another maybe up in Alpharetta, but there used to be one just down on? What's the name this of this? Is it
0: Cumberland or
3: something like that. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, it used to be close close by, but they yeah. they moved or okay. something. But Chow Baby okay. would be one. Uh, yeah. Figo Pasta was another one that I used to frequent Pasta, you know, from time to time. Good. Yeah, yeah. So so those <laughs> th- gave you two. Okay, cool.
0: Um, what would be your like dream destination for a vacation?
3: Uh, Like out of the country or? Whatever your dream is. You know, I've always had a passion for like, I always wanted to see Italy, probably more specifically, probably Venice. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I don't know the rhyme or reason to it, but Mm -hmm. it just always sounds like a very cool place to go.
0: Yeah. I'd like to go over to like England and, and um, just all those areas where they have all the like old sh- like buildings with the art you know the architecture and see all the different like yeah. museums and stuff.
3: Do you know Stanley's full name?
0: Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's we talked about this before. Oh yeah. But I don't remember what it was.
3: Here's I'm, here's the thing. I think Jane, I think you told me the great thing that. about Stanley when he came he was uh, the, m- before it was marvel comics it was timely comics okay mm-hmm. so um he basically saved marvel comics mm-hmm. you know he came I out know that story. he came up with like the fantastic 4 and that became popular and that kind of saved them you know and he was really just in that time in his life from what i understand where he was just passing through comics you know he was gonna go on and become like a writer a famous writer of novels and things of that nature Mm -hmm. but he was just doing comics in the meantime so he was having a lot of fun so he changed his name basically to stan lee but his full name is stanley martin Lieber.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah, because Stanley's, like, his
3: pen name, if you want to yeah. call him that or
1: something, yeah.
3: So it's just one of those indications that, you know, hey, maybe sometimes, you know, what you envision for yourself, you know, um, doesn't always work out, but maybe plan B is actually where you, yeah. you know, may be more well-received and respected. Yeah, and it's true. he's definitely, yeah. like. In my mind, it's like, wow, who would not want to be Stan Lee? Right, right. yeah. You know? Sometimes it's
0: just being in the right places at the right time. Yeah. And,
1: and being able to, and being, being confident enough to yeah. put your creation out there and see what people think about it. You yeah. Because I mean? yeah. artists definitely have a hesitation, and I respect that. But sometimes you have to just put balls to the wall, man. Put it out there. <laughs> yeah. See balls what happens. The wall, Absolutely. Uh. See, see what the hell happens. Yeah. All right. Um. My last question All right. Favorite, your favorite invention in the last like 10 years?
3: Something I've invented, or some, some kind some, of
1: something that you use a lot now that you didn't realize you'd use a lot. I don't like, know. You know, it's I like, th- this th- has changed
3: my life. I, my life. I, I I think the iPhone has like you know, or or you know, smartphones in general okay. have like really um had a deep impact on you know because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. I wouldn't know how to get to work. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <so> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag. I wouldn't without, know how to get, know, get anywhere, but yeah, wasn't Like a seriously. Pretty, yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. before For that. Real. I don't know what I did before that. I think uh, you know, I'd like Maps? print print out like a, map a Google map. map. Yeah, yeah map something quest. something like that. You, but uh, you'd have you'd have to print it out, mm-hmm. you know. Now it's like, you know, turn left. Yeah. Go here. Yeah. So, Ten more feet and you can yeah. <laughs> and right, you've exactly. arrived. Yeah. I don't
0: know what I would do if I had to actually like go off of a map like to get somewhere.
3: Frustrating. Right. I'd be
0: gone. What is your favorite go-to snack?
3: That's a good one.
2: <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs>
3: I like that. Um, I actually create them myself. Uh, I call them doodads, and it's basically a trail mix. You know, it's got pretzels, peanuts. You know, mm-hmm. um, little you know cheese nips or whatever. You know, it's just a variety. It's like a trail mix. Yeah. You know? So uh, doodads is probably, you know, my go-to. Comfort food. Are these food. do are these for sale, Chris? Because it sounds really good. Sounds I'll, like, bring, I'll bring you <laughs> some. That, that,
1: that sounds like everything I like in one mix. I mean, There's this delicious cheese and chocolate and stuff, pretzels.
3: It's in my cookbook. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> okay,
1: thanks. Perfect. I was check check out it out, the out on the okay. website, yep. awesome. go check out this com. Yeah. All right, you get last go, and then Jamie gets the final. Gosh, I'm out of pushing. questions,
3: but you guys have been great. Yeah, know? thank you so you much know? for
1: being on our podcast, man. This is like. I didn't even feel the time. We've been here for an hour, maybe over an hour actually, hour oh, 14. Oh, wow. It flew we're just, by. We're just hanging it literally out.
3: flew by. Yeah.
1: If you want to be on any time, any other yeah. time, like there's a lot more I want to ask you guys. I know we, have, yeah. we all have stuff to go do, and we said this would be like an hour, but please come back anytime. Yeah. Like We talk well, about comics all the time. I'll we're tell you what. We talk
3: about movies. I would love to. Uh, do you still have the key for the handcuffs? Because I, you, you, <laughs> gotta, you gotta let me. Well, let me I go have now.
0: one more question before we can do that. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: Jamie, Jamie had those. But I don't know what do it. Yeah,
0: again. you can't get out until I ask you this last question. All right.
1: And this is something we ask
3: all of our I need help people. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so the final question: Can unicorns fly? Why or why not?
3: They can fly, yes. but God damn it. only only, <laughs> only if they have magic powers.
0: What gives them magic powers?
3: I don't know. Therein (laughs) lies the issue. I say unicorn is magical across
1: the the board, so I say they fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're magical creatures. Well, I guess you get that point. Yeah, Yeah, sweet. Thanks, Chris. That actually evens us up now a little bit. But yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, man. This has been fun. Um, It's been great. We'll We'll let you out now. All right. Here's your keys. I think... It's free. Like I say you should make an Instagram for your stuff. Dude. Yeah. Like for real, for real. That's my suggestion to you. Please. You'll have to show me the ropes. Yeah, I'd love to. Please do it, because you all have right. a lot of great work. And nice. I'm gonna share cool shit out of the stuff I took pictures right. of. So nice. and I'll tag you. Make an Instagram so I can tag you. And people go see your okay. stuff. Yeah, because yeah, right. yeah. yeah,
0: we'll this is a great place to share your I'm art. All about it. I mean
1: and, and you have an iPhone, just download the app, make a little account.
3: Sweet, you make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you you got me hooked on what was it, SoundCloud or something like that? Yeah, it's SoundCloud like that. and
1: Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm, man. I, You
3: know, yeah. I, I'm an old geezer, but I'm still learning, dude. Obviously, it's not <laughs> being an old geezer
1: is not the bad thing because I'm like, so who's that now? And he did what book? What? I need to go uh, look yeah. that up. Yeah, wow, so,
0: dude. It's it's cool talking to you because you have so much like experience and things to yeah, share. Thanks, so. Chris.
3: And we have more really to talk about, obviously. Well, so. thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. So come and, back anytime. Um, I know
1: you're a busy man, but, hey, if you want to make some time to be on our podcast, we would love to have yeah. you. Yeah, so. all right. I'm yeah. a filler anytime you yeah, need. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well, thank you guys for I'm tuning I'm right here. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Chris, for being here. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. It's been Bye. a
2: pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye.